This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. Shall we begin? Bayangkan badan kau tengah cair. Dalam mindang kau, kau boleh terbang ke mana-mana saja. Subjek adalah Zuhal, umurnya 34 dan mempunyai masalah panic attack. Kau fokus pada titik tengah ni. Subjek akan melalui proses hipnosis. Hello everyone, you are listening to Popcorn Culture with Lynn Sharmila and Arvin. And together we're going to be talking about one of uh, our favourite things we're anticipating of 2023, which is Imaginor, uh, directed by Nick Amir Mustafa, um, starring among others Beto Kushairi, Diana Daniel, um, Afdin Chauki, who you heard a little bit of mm-hmm. actually in that clip. Um, yeah, I, I'm just going to start off by saying I love this movie, I really, really enjoyed it. Oh, it's only March and I already think this is going to end up on my top 10 list of the year. Yeah. Um, one might say that perhaps I'm always a little bit more excited when it's a local movie that has this kind of impact. But I don't want to do that thing where I say, oh, because it's a local movie, I'm giving it extra points. That's not it. This is just such a well-thought-out, well-made film uh, that has a really strong story at its heart. Um, I also just love it when stories that take on like a sci-fi conceit or a a fantasy conceit, some sort of speculative element, but it's not just for show, that there's something real at the heart of it. And this movie does all of those things so well. It's such a beautiful movie, La. Um, I, I love, love, love this movie. Um, and I think it has such a like compounding dividends effect um, in the sense that you get satisfaction from it on on so many different levels, um, because one, like you said, it's just a good movie, not good because uh, for a local movie, it's just a good movie, full stop. Um, and then it's an original movie, original concept, uh, maybe inspired by other movies like Eternal Sunshine and one very specific Black Mirror episode, but um, it has such like an uh, unorthodox plot. Um, and then on like another layer, it's because it's a local movie. So you get that sense of pride, right? So you're like, oh, look at what we can do. Look at the kind of quality we can produce um, and we can make movies like this. So I- I'm so glad we caught it. Um, I'm so glad that we went out to the cinema to watch it. We put aside time to go watch this movie. It's a very easy watch, one and a half hours. Um, such a good movie. You know, um, I said this during, I think, our Spilt Gravy review, uh, which is that, you know, we podcast the show. Like, I'm not asking you necessarily to turn off the radio, but if you had to, um, because you decided that you'd like to make your way over to your closest cinema and catch a film, uh, we'll be here for you when you get back. Because (laughs) I, I just think that people should watch it and watch it in the cinema. It's a very cinematic movie. And, um, I don't know how long it's going to be in the cinema. Right now, there's a fair amount of time, but who knows, right? So I, we discussed this before coming on air. None of us are exactly sure how much we should say about the story. If you try and look up Imaginer online, there are like a variety of synopses. I think nobody's quite landed on how to describe it. But as you heard, um, the story focuses on a man named Zuhal, who is caring for his father who has dementia, who finds himself... Um, 
being recommended a hypnotist. He goes to said hypnotist to get over some some stresses, some panic attacks, some blocks in his life. Um, and then through that, he finds himself reliving certain things. He finds um, elements of the story kind of patching through memory and dream logic. Things are fragmenting. He meets somebody. He doesn't know exactly what anything is. And the story kind of takes its way through that. And through it all, there is, as you mentioned, Charmila, a sci-fi conceit of sorts. So if you're not a fan of any of this stuff, if you're not a fan of um, mind-effing movies, if you're not a fan of sci-fi, I would say it's completely okay because you cannot be a fan of those things. And I think you would still enjoy Imaginor because at the heart of it, it's really a story about people. It's a story about relationships. It's a story about family, about love. Um, and so it's very easy to sink into this film, even if generally you don't think you're somebody who would be attracted to a sci-fi film. I would actually go further and say if you actively dislike sci-fi, um, because some people do, yeah. um, if you actively dislike sci-fi, it's still not a problem. No, I, I completely agree. Um, I, I think that the actors do such a good job of presenting really human characters. The writing is so empathizable um, that it doesn't matter. It's just a really good story. Yeah. Um, actually, I think that is my favorite thing about uh, Imaginor. Like, um, the, the beauty of the movie is that at the end of the day, it's about the most primal human things when it could have been easily lost in all the the pseudoscience or the weird trippiness of the you know the hypnosis or whatever um, because the poster has the two leads right you have like Zuhal and, and Noor wearing like weird brain helmets um, and all the hip you know, <laughs> brain helmets is actually exactly it brain helmets right? or or hair perming implements these are the questions you know <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Um, and there's all that like hypnosis imagery all over the marketing. So it it really knew what to prioritize. Um, it really knew who to prioritize. Um, and like I said, so it clocks in at a clean like hour and a half. It doesn't waste any time trying to be like super intellectual about the, the science that it's trying to uh, tell you about. Um, the pacing and the amount of story that it packs in that runtime is like seriously like salute. Um, it's so, so good. I wasn't bored. I wasn't bored for even a second. I wasn't bored. Um, I thought that you're right. I think that the pacing is beautiful, which is an important thing when you are trying to be simultaneously emotionally satisfying um, while mm. also keeping people hooked, right, on, on what could potentially happen. Because um, I, I watched it in a reasonably packed cinema and it was, again, why I say you should watch it in a cinema is because it's a fun one to watch collectively. There are some movies um, where you just kind of go through the whole thing and it's almost like there aren't other people in the room. This one's not like that. Um, there were moments where you could see people you could see people tearing up. You can see people lifting their hands and doing the ashamed like sweater rub thing. Oh, <laughs> I had to do. suppress yeah. like stop crying. There are people around. Yeah, you. I was like, yeah. please, please, let, let's, you know, contain yourself. <laughs> Wait till the car. Um, so you can see that happening. Um, but there were also moments where the story kind of takes a specific turn and the whole audience went, oh, and that was really nice to experience with other people. I would also say that actually, and this is where the local movie thing comes in, I'm always a fan of supporting local cinema and putting money into them going on the big screen. So even if you're not generally a cinema goer, I would say this is one This one is worth putting down the money for and going. Um, to go back to the question of pacing, I was so impressed at how it's such a small amount of space, relatively short runtime. 
quite a number of characters to get us to warm up to. The movie actually manages so well in terms of getting you to hook on to the people that you should. Um, kind of building a life for them in our heads outside of just what they show us on screen. Uh, because that's a tough one, right? You're supposed to buy into these characters while at the same time retaining a certain amount of mystery. And even though some of the characters are actually quite alienated from themselves. Yes, that's true. Mm. Mm. So the movie establishes like within the opening minutes that things are jumbled, right? So you get a sense of um, things being non-linear, uh, scenes don't match up. The the way time flows doesn't seem right. Like you know that from the from the get go. There's a sense of being out of sync with everything. Um, I love how as a viewer you get to feel that discomfort from the movie, like uh, because we're not used to watching movies like that or in that way. Um, and I also love how not once does the movie explain what's happening. Um, you know, it doesn't dumb itself down. It doesn't try to, you know, teach you about, you know, whatever the the, the, the quote-unquote science is. Um, it really depends on you and your focus and your attention and your interest um, because it is not going to, it's not going to tell you what's happening. Um, and that is some like real indie movie on a mission, make a statement kind of stuff. <laughs> like, you know, I, and I appreciated that a lot. It's, it's not, it's not trying to be intellectual, um, and in the best way possible, it is a smart, intelligent, intellectual movie. And that's not a bad thing. That's not a bad thing at all, I think. The word that I kept kind of, it just kept echoing through my head was, this is so thoughtful. This is such a thoughtful film. Um, you know, every element that is yeah. there, the elements that are on screen, the elements that they hint at, all of it feels very thoughtful and purposeful. And, and I think that's a very nice thing that's just a very nice thing to have, to know that you are in the hands of people who care about the story they're telling. Actually, the point about it being thoughtful extends to so much, right? Um, firstly, the music for that for this movie is wonderful. Uh, the score is great. There's a particular song, Hasrat by Amir Jahari, that gets uh, played at key moments, which is such a lovely song. Uh, but I loved, for me, I think what I loved the most was actually the way they use locations. Uh, places look lived in. There's a scene in... Uh, there's a scene in what is supposed to be a kind of dingy clinic or or, or healthcare center. facility center something, which looks exactly the way it should. <laughs> I can imagine places in KL that look like this. Uh, street scenes look familiar. Um, I loved how this movie feels. I love how this movie feels. Uh, that thing about location and the music, right? The movie is so dreamy. Uh, the whole thing is such a vibe. Like it's such a it's such a mood by itself. Um, I'm starting to feel like the most ideal versions of our country live inside our best movies. Um, so between oh, like I this love and, that. and right um, between this and Spill Gravy, um, I I fall in love with the locations. Even though we live here, um, I fall in love with that version of, of this country. Like every time I see these good movies, it's the, the warmth and the language, uh, the most beautiful kind of like Bahasa and then the most beautiful kind of Manglish. Um, I don't know. It's, it's The movie doesn't focus so much on the background of the city or the places or, or the country at all, but I think it still romanticizes it quite a bit. Um, and I, it, it has such a romantic quality and I love that so much about the movie. Quick mentions um, because of some of what we're talking about. The music was, was by Teo Eng Hui, uh, the cine cinematography by Idham Mat Din and the production design because we're talking about the spaces mm. feeling lived in, right? Production and art, production design and art direction was Rabani Sujak. So we're talking today about Imaginor, um, which is out in cinemas now, like we said 
thoroughly recommend. All three of us really, really loved. So if you wanted to watch it and then come back to our review, also can. Would strongly recommend you watch it. Uh, let us know if you have already seen it and whether you liked it. You can WhatsApp 018-789-8899 and tweet us at BFM Radio. Best flipping moments. BFM 89.9, The Business Station. Zohal. No. Pernah tak rasa happy Lepas tu tiba-tiba you jadi risau Risau yang you akan hilang perasaan tu You ni fikir banyak sangat lah I think you just need a happy place You datang Ter Hidup pun memang kita kena selalu cari Nuh BFM 89.9, you are listening to Popcorn Culture with Lynn Sharmila and Arvin. And together we are reviewing Imaginer, which was uh, directed by Nick Amin Mustafa, who co-wrote it with Reza Minhad. So um, earlier, Arvin, you mentioned that it's a ro- very romantic movie. And I found that to be the case. Um, I, I think that there's... I think that romance in film, it, it's not dead, but it's not necessarily something that people focus on a lot anymore. We've talked about this, how like adult dramas, quote unquote, don't often find their way to cinemas anymore, right? Instead, it's just like the big blockbuster stuff. And um, I realized watching this, I kind of miss watching an, a really old fashioned, beautiful kind of everyday but special romance on screen. And the movie really had that. I agree. Um, I think the reason it also worked so well is because it takes tropes and characters that we really recognize, right? The everyman uh, who is Zuhal. But then it complicates that into something a little bit more tragic, a little bit more uh, emotional. And then it takes what is essentially on paper perhaps a manic pixie girl type, but then complicates that as well. Um, and both the actors who play these roles, Beto Kushairi plays Zuhal and uh, Diana Danielle plays Noor, also don't play these characters in the typical stereotyped, stereotyped way. So um, I think the romance also lives in the fact that we recognize the romance, but it's also giving us something we're not used to seeing. And it also brings that sort of uh, bittersweet feeling with it. Right? Like the yes. best romantic movies have that bittersweet feeling. Um, and I think the bittersweet nature of the movie is that like every time you're in a new scene, you don't know when it's going to end and you don't want it to end because mm. you would rather stay in that scene or, or linger on for a few more minutes um, because you don't know where the movie is going or what the next thing is going to be. So it's it's so it's so frustrating, but it's also so poignant and they, they make it so poignant on purpose um like you feel like you want to stay in a in that good mood good scene for a really long time but you can't because you know the movie has to has to shift and has to change so oh I, I i love all that it's like it's such a it's such a well written piece of cinema and i mean that in like the least film bro film school sort of <laughs> way you know in the best way possible well you started us off by saying that it's uh, satisfying on a number of levels right and i think it's worth pointing out that it's very rare for something that sets out by telling you straight up you don't really know what's happening here I, yeah. we want you to know mm. that you don't really know what's happening here which then leads you to that sense of um like underlying peril and anxiety even as you're watching the most beautiful scenes and love stories and you know kind of familial 
complications play out. And as you're watching, you're thinking, yeah, but also what else? And I, I think we've spoken quite a lot in our reviews about um, series and movies that attempt to do these things, that have a central mystery, but are also trying to be about other things. And how often by the end, you find out one outweighed by the other. The mystery is satisfying, but now there's no emotional closure. Or you get the emotional closure and the characters are great, but the mystery is kind of meh. And um, I think Imaginor kind of lands it. It lands it on both fronts. And that's a huge part of the satisfaction. That's what I mean when I say that the conceit whether the mystery or the sci-fi at the heart of this isn't just window dressing. It's not just, oh, isn't it cool to tell a story about these things? It's there inherently as a part of the plot. Um, you can't extricate the emotions of, or the romance or the bittersweetness from the conceit of the story. And I think that's that's very important, right? Uh, because... Yes, um, as you said earlier, Arvin, the movie does quite openly have its DNA in the same uh, realm as something like Eternal Sunshine or some people have referenced things like Memento, for instance. Um, mm -hmm. The movie doesn't hide that, but it's not doing that just to be cool or to be clever. It's doing it very intentionally. And I think that matters. Yeah. And, and I also think like without the strong performances, um, I would have been more interested in whatever trippy thing was happening in the background with the, with the hypnosis. Um, because of how like genuinely captivating and, and sweet everyone was, um, I was more interested in them figuring out, how, you know, the normal things, like the normal everyday human things. Um, and without getting into the details of the sci-fi elements, like you see characters like um, like Isma, like Suhal's sister, and you immediately care, like within the, the first few seconds. Uh, you see Noor for the first time and, you know, she, she's manic pixie, but also an actual person, like with, with layers from the start. Um, even characters that you meet once, um, paradox bro, uh, you know, you immediately <laughs> want spend, to spend time with them um, quite a lot. And, and, I, and I think that says, that says quite a bit about the movie and the characters that it introduces. The performances are really strong, partly because they are mostly understated. There, there isn't a lot of yelling or, or kind of revelatory moments where, where you have people, there are no monologues. Um, you know, you, you don't really have that kind of showiness to the performances. It's again, part of the pleasure that you're watching people do these really strong, understated performances. You believe in them even as the conceit starts to kind of heighten further and further. You still go, no, I I get you. And and like you both are saying, I'm I don't just get you, I'm invested in your story. I think that investment I wouldn't say it surprised me, but I I didn't expect, I think. Uh we we referenced crying earlier. I didn't necessarily expect to, to cry and, and to be really moved, but I was. No, I didn't go into this knowing that it was going to take this kind, take me on this kind of an emotional journey. Uh, but just to contrast that, though, I will say the showiest performance in this film is hands down Aflin Shauki, who I think, <laughs> I think, has missed a trick by not doing more roles that involves him in full on hippie gear. Honestly, so much fun. Hippie gear, quachi, yeah, like mm -hmm. just just the not, beard, yeah, just, yeah. It, it's it's very. Yeah, I loved it. I really enjoyed it. Every moment that he was on, I was like, okay, all right. Um, I, I, like you said, it's only March, right? It's only like the first uh, three, three months of the year. But I think it's definitely the most fulfilling trip we've had to the cinema. Uh, I don't know about you guys, but for me, it is like easily. Same, yeah. Um, Right. Um, I know like I know logically when people buy tickets, they go for the blockbusters because bang for buck and stuff. But if there was a message or takeaway from this movie, if anyone's listening and, and wants to make a decision, 
honestly, bang for your buck is this movie more than the other blockbusters because the blockbuster happens every three weeks. At least you get a big one coming out. Um, we don't get movies like this very often and we don't get movies like this from the local industry very often at all. They are, they are rare. So I would say like definitely if you can catch it, go catch it because it's, it's so worth whatever amount of money you're going to pay for, um, you know, the price of the ticket. I'm so glad that the word of mouth is doing a lot for the movie because ever since it came out uh, a few days ago, I think just last week, late last week, uh, there's been a groundswell of support on social media. Um, we're 100% adding our voices to that. I'm mm. hoping that that means it has a good, strong cinema run. I don't know if this is going to help uh, the case. I, I know not everybody likes saccharine stuff and I don't think that this movie is in fact saccharine. But... Did you both kind of come out wanting to like hug loved ones? Yes. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like like not yeah. in a bad way, just in a like I want to appreciate the people in my life kind of way. And I was telling people in the office like, oh, take your family, go with <laughs> people. So yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, this movie does that thing where um, after you come out, you have conversations that start with, how do we know that? And those are like the, the best, <laughs> most existential kinds of questions, right? Like, how do you know that? Or how do we know that? Dot, dot, dot. Um, and this is one of those movies. It's, they are few. They're very few, like a handful of them. This definitely does that. Intellectually satisfying, emotionally satisfying. Um, we've been talking today about Imaginer, which we, again, thoroughly recommend. Do go watch it. And once you've done it, let us know what you think. Uh, you can WhatsApp 018-789-8899, tweet us at BFM Radio and write to us at movies at bfm.my. You have been listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, download the BFM app.